Okay, what in the bleep was that? Well, that was Ben Lacey, one of my favorite guitar players. My name is Jude Gold, and I'm certainly thrilled you're listening, and I'm thrilled to have Ben on the program. Thanks to both of you for being here. Yeah, I just love Ben's playing. He's a true funkopotamus. throw down the bass part, drum part, vocal part, and guitar part all at one time on a six string and and it still has that great feel. Got that junk in the trunk, that swing. His grooves have hips. I really like that about his playing. I've been a fan of his since I first saw him at the NAMM show one summer, one of the summer NAMMs a few years ago. And when I started this podcast a year and a half ago, I was like, okay, of course I want to get some big time names on there, but I also want to get people who haven't sold millions of records yet. I want to get some of these amazing players and introduce them to you and put you in the chair in the room with them so you can have them play for you and show you exactly what they do. And Ben Lacey was really at the top of that list for me. Speaking of being in a chair with a guitar, I highly recommend you check out Ben's YouTube channel, which is called Ben Lacey's Morning Living Room Sessions where he plays some of the funkiest grooves you're going to find on the net. So obviously I was doing this podcast, No Guitar Is Safe, last year at the Winter NAM show, I mean, at the same time. And I got some cool guests on there, like Mark Letiri from Snarky Puppy and Steve Morse, one of my all-time heroes. But Ben Lacey wasn't out, so I couldn't get Ben as much as I had him on the top of my list for, for an appearance. But this year finally rolled around and Ben was there. So I swooped over day before NAM show and I picked up Ben and his wife, Erica, and we went over to this great rehearsal facility, you know, like a rock and roll rehearsal pad where they have different rooms it's called wall of sound. And they gave us a room with a big old bass amp for Ben to plug into. Cause he loves that low end. He likes some junk in the trunk and uh, it sounded really cool. I hope the low end comes through. That's an Ampeg head on top of a 6x10 cabinet. That's a refrigerator of sound, and Ben was really loving it. The amp did great, although it did have a little short in there, so sometimes it makes a really loud pop, which you might hear from time to time here and there. And, uh, you know, like I said, this show is real world, man. We go to real places and meet real guitar players and have real experiences. So forgive the pop here and there. It's really pretty minor. It sounded killer. It was so much fun. And Ben did so many jams, including a long jam on a great Who song at the very end. So with that in mind, I'm going to take care of all the business ahead of time because sometimes when there's a big long jam at the end, I'll just let that be the last thing. So we're going to head down to Anaheim where I'll be plugged into a Marshall JCM 900 set to a kind of bluesy tone with my Fender Telecaster. And you know what Ben's rig is. He's got his Brian Moore guitar plugged into that giant Ampeg. And his wife, Erica, is hanging around patiently, and she chimes in a couple of times, which is really nice. I did take some videos, which I will post as soon as possible on the Facebook page for No Guitar Is Safe and on, on my Twitter, Jude underscore Gold, and, you know, on my YouTube channel, which is Jude Gold. And it's funny, on this podcast, every time you hear me say left hand or right hand, 
a little part of me cringes because I know that's how 99% of guitar players refer to it, but I was trained by the great Andy Ellis, for whom I have infinite respect, and he trained many people in the guitar journalism industry. I was just talking about this with Jason Shadrick, actually. Jason calls him Yoda. <laughs> and Andy is our Yoda. He's awesome. But, you know, he trained me quite well that it is infinitely more clear to say fretting hand and strumming hand or fretting hand and slapping hand. And it's also more respectful because some of you are southpaws and your right hand is on the neck and your left hand is strumming or slapping. So I wish we could do that every single time. But yeah, you know how guitar players talk. We get going and certainly there you go. You end up with the left hand, right hand stuff. But it's just funny every time I say that there's a little part that's just like, I'm sorry, Andy. Sorry, man. I do remember. Anyhow, all part of the guitar journalism family. It's great to see people at the NAM show. Thanks to Zoom for the H6 recorder that I used to record this and the other recorders that they've given me over the years. Thanks to Guitar Player Magazine. My gosh, it's 50 years of Guitar Player this year, a 50th anniversary. Show them some love by visiting guitarplayer.com or subscribing or whatever you want to do to check out Guitar Player. I'm very honored to be part of the last 16 years of those five decades. And remember, whatever you do, Keep it alive till you're 95. The guitar is magic. All right, let's hop into Chopper and skip all that L.A. traffic and buzz down to the Anaheim Convention Center. No guitar is safe. That's craziness. I just, I don't know. That's <laughs> it's in five four. I figured that out because I knew it was odd because it feels odd. Let's do the whole interview in five four. You want to? Yeah, we have to, we have to <laughs> talk in five four. Too. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Dude, that sound is killing. Can you lug this to the show for me in every booth I play at that amp? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're running a uh, six, six. six by ten amp peg. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, and the telly, that's what I'm talking about. I love telly. You know who, you know who created my love for telly? What's Fucking that? Steve Morse, baby. Really? The old school Steve Morse. Seeing him and the Dixie Dregs playing those little tellies and shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, his original super yeah, telly, right? Back in the day, yeah. baby. Me too, man. That's, That's one cool. of my guys. Steve's one of my guys, man. I just love that dude. So much love and respect for that dude. I want to I give a shout out to Steve Morse because that's one of my favorite all-time dudes, players, composers, arrangers, because he's just I just, he's just the man. Steve's just the coolest. And so when I see a telly, I automatically think of him. And I got a telly because of Steve, so. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, dude. I mean, my first Guitar Player Magazine ever, mm-hmm. age 13, mm-hmm. they had Steve Morse on the cover. How can he better? I, would, I had heard he was a badass because I knew people that you were into the correct. dregs. <laughs> you heard correct. And I just trusted the magazine so implicitly, and I, and I read all about it. <laughs> right. And then I picked up his album, The Introduction, and my mind Oh, was, same here, same here. Yeah, I still one of my favorites. And after, shortly after that was uh, High Tension Wires? Yeah. That's yeah. a masterpiece. And that guitar, That's yeah, both of those, my yeah. gosh. And then the yeah. guitar, it's like a super telly with all these oh, yeah, yeah. 10 pickups on it. Just, yeah, it was, yeah, it was <laughs> souped up a little. <laughs> but you can just tell when you look at it, the way he's holding the guitar, yeah. that he's a great guitarist. It just and, says cool to me. Something about yeah. the telly and the long, thin hair. Just a, yeah. something, it just says cool. Oh, yeah, he was... Yeah, goes against the grain of because usually a lot of cats back then too would like to have real jacked up looking guitars. You know what I'm saying? And this one was just so I don't, I don't know. It was like a hot, yeah, it was like hot rod. He looked like a guy who could play amazing guitar and then fix yeah. a truck and fix an airplane and, and fly and he one. Can, and he, he, did. Did. he did, and he did, he did <laughs> that in his spare thing. time. <laughs> I actually had the pleasure of meeting him too at a yeah. at All Star Guitar Night. And he was. Uh, I just got done playing. I was walking up the stairs to go to the dressing room. He was walking down the stairs to go to to go perform. And he was walking down the stairs with his guitar strapped on and running scales down flights of stairs. <laughs> that awesome. sounds like Steve. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. It was awesome. Steve's man. And, you know, he has been on this show. He was. He has I've not heard, been on the show. Ha- no, he, he, ha- he has. I haven't seen that one. Oh, my yeah, gosh. Yeah, Steve has been on. Uh, Sorry, Steve. I, I got to see that, man. Yeah, yeah. It's I forget which episode. You know, uh, I think some of those Dixie Drags guitar parts, uh, it's the first time I ever used tab in my life. Yeah. was Dixie Drag's guitar parts because I just couldn't I was like what is he doing and then I and I got the the book of tab for that some of that stuff and and I understood why I couldn't figure it out by ear because it was just so freaking creative and my ears just couldn't decipher what was going on there but that's I think that's like the only time I've ever used tab to learn something but he's amazing. yeah yeah and there's a lot of notes in there to learn there's a lot of notes but his guitar parts are just so creative it's just unbelievable he's never doing what you think he's doing you think you listen to hear it and you go oh that sounds kind of obvious and then you really sit and mess with it and you're like I didn't know he was doing that and yeah the way the way it fits together with everything yes harmonically melodically brilliant yes and picking too you know he 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 helped me um, essentially want to really dig in more to the uh, you know the alternate so that's the all that stuff you know so i was doing that like yeah. a madman where did you get that pick from i don't even see where did that pick come from <laughs> where are you hiding that that's just, just a, yeah it's just you know it's, it's on my leg if need be because most of the time that i've seen you like i've just known you for your incredible mm-hmm. finger style and right. uh i did see one video we put up like a year ago or something uh-huh. where you were rocking out with some uh-huh. distortion <laughs> what video you know, i gotta that? do that every now and then. i gotta get i gotta get that out of my system i you know i'll play mostly solo but occasionally i do a duet with a drummer and that requires a little bit of rock so we gotta you know I gotta turn on my distortion and every now and then I gotta get it yeah. out of my system because that's what I grew up on that's what I grew up on playing you know yeah. so I gotta cool. get it out yeah. <laughs> thanks for being on this show I, you're hands down one of my very very uh, most far favoritist too kind. favoritist period you're far too kind Musician. no you, I, I would seriously I and would, you too uh, you bad man <laughs> oh it's nice of you to say but uh, <laughs> I might play a little guitar but I'm really hoping you'll play some of your uh Amazing uh, uh, arrangements and riffs, and sure. what, what's the latest? What you've been working on? Uh, I've been doing like, a, um, honestly, I've been working on a little bit more of like, I've been doing kind of a swing thing lately, and kind of working on my uh, improvisation a little bit more, because yeah. I've been doing so. I'm so much into these arrangements. It's like, well, man, I'd kind of like to improvise a little more, so I'll be swinging a little bit more. Yeah, what you know, whether you know, doing the West thing or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Doing that kind of vibe. Yeah, I'll 
four on six. Yes, sir. God, that sounds good on there. And really what I'm working on is trying to keep a baseline going and improvise lines around it. So right, just right. to balance out my arrangement thing, I got to be able to, you know, it's hard to do a ton of things and improvise at the same time. That's why. Have you ever jammed with my high school friend, Charlie Hunter? I have not had the pleasure yeah. of doing that yet, but yeah. I, but somehow I see that coming soon. Yeah, he, Charlie's he, a man. I, love, I adore Charlie. I think he's, he's a wonderful. big fan of yours. Not, I mean, not only yeah. just a very unique player, but just a really quality human seems like too. I mean, I, you know, yeah. I've not met him in person, but the times I spoke to him, it's just, wow, you know, on the phone or whatever, yeah. Facebook or whatever. And I mean, you've done so many different uh, arrangements. I don't even know where to begin with. Uh, Gosh, I know. Where, where do you even start? What was that song you, when I first fell in love with your original song, it was like, it had that funny name about the funk, slap funk something. Or, you talking about slap crackle pop? No, but that sounds like it would probably be cool. <laughs> <laughs> Are you talking about Layer Cake? Layer Cake. That's what God, I haven't played that in years, man. I seriously I haven't played that yeah. in years. Uh, yeah, that's just a little funky little ditty. Um, like, uh, yeah. got a little, you know, it's got to have a funky bass line, right? Can you hear me okay? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Two, three. Two, three. Mm, 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 mm. And then I, what I would do is just put a nice little chord on, like a. Now that's, that's just, all. That's all left hand. Yeah, that's all left hand. Right. And I might even like, I might take my right hand and, and drape my middle finger across, you know, an octave up from this little D9 chord. Kind of looks like an A minor. But uh, and just. And that way, the harmon- I got the harmonics an octave up something. Oh, I see how you do that. See what I'm saying? It yeah, almost yeah. sounds like maybe I'm smacking it, maybe. You're smacking it with your left hand. You're right. But holding the node 12 frets higher. Melodies. You can tap a little melody, add to that song. It's just yeah. all about just layering parts. And then see what I can do. Uh, Funk-wise, like now, there's a lot of options here. Now, there, what's gonna happen is, you know, I'm gonna like um, hammer on bass parts. It's funny we're doing this tune because I've actually played this in a long time. Let's see. Now, by hammering on that, that frees up my right hand to do whatever I want. So I could, uh, there's a myriad of uh, percussive approaches to that, right? I could do a... Right? Now, the left hand has to be able to hammer on that in order to free up my right hand. Or I could do a... This kind of vibe, which I always love that. That is so damn funky. Or depending on what day it is or how awake I am, you could do like a. You could. Triplets. Get a little more uh, polyrhythmic, you know? Or. Just whatever. There's just a ton of yeah. approaches to that, right? 
Dude, so okay, your snare drum, if you will, the two yeah. and four, it just mm-hmm. it sounds like Bonham, or it sounds bigger than. <laughs> I wish. It's crazy. <laughs> I like, wish. And, the and snare drum, just the snare drum is what you're just, talking about? I'm talking about your, what I'm calling the snare drum, okay. which is. D string. That's my D string. Is that your. Yeah. That's your main snare? That's my snare drum, yeah. And it, can, it depends on what the figure is or what the tune is. You might hear me do this one. But that's a that one's so high. It's is high that, pitched. That's the high E. That's the high E. But I, the D is my favorite, absolutely. And so, what is exactly going on there? Are you getting your finger underneath the string, underneath the string lifting like it up? A bass player would do, and of course you got to mute the string. Otherwise you get yeah. So you want to mute right. it. So that's just my favorite yeah. pitch. Now if you listen to G, I don't like that that pitch. Yeah. Or A is almost a little too little too deep, but D is just right for my, for my ear. That's yeah. just right. You know. And, Something about it being a wine, a wound string yes. probably helps too. And I go through a lot of these strings right here. I, I actually I pop that string quite a bit. But <laughs> what, do you, what guitar are you playing? This is a Brian Moore I two guitar. Yeah. And you've been on that for uh, several years. I have. You know, it's it, it's yeah. just uh, it's got this clean thing that I really dig, and it'll yeah. funk, it'll jazz, but it'll also scream if you if you ask it to. I've and, seen that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it will and, scream. And what so what gauge strings are you using for your uh, that guitar? Is it twenty five and a half inch scale? Yeah. These are uh, and these are tins. So you just play these tins. are tins. Elixir tins. Elixirs. Yeah, I gotta give Elixir a shout out, man. Elixir Nanny Web, Nano yeah. Web, rather. Yeah. Ten, ten to ten to forty six. And then of course, uh, one of your trademarks is that incredible reverb. Now, mm-hmm. I'm not a gun freak at all in any way, <laughs> but I do love the sound of a gunshot echoing in there. Yeah, I like it. I dig it too. It's I like all it. same with lightning Wait, bolt off. or something, I love or it. thunderclap. Dude, I, I mean, it. it's so. Yeah. Sounds nasty. So show, show us kind of how you were creating that little doodle doodle battle doodle. Uh, that you know uh, what it is is that my left hand. Um, I tend to think of that as more the kick, the kick drum, and of course we all love a little double bass. So, but what I'll do is uh, I'll just take my index finger and drape it across the strings, you know, to restrain the strings from making any unwanted noise, right? So, yes, yeah, so you're like so about at the fifth fret there. Uh, yeah, somewhere near there. Unless I get a harmonic that I don't want or something, I might move it around. But generally, fifth yeah. fret, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I use my uh, ring and index finger a lot. I'm sorry, ring and middle finger. Apologize. Uh, alternating for like kick drum patterns. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. Right. But in that case of that figure you were talking about with the triplets, you know, I'd have to incorporate this finger as well. So now instead of just these two, I get ring, middle, yeah. index. Right. So there's your triplets. Right. You don't really use the fourth finger that much because it's, I, it's in a percussive kinda, fashion. Right. I don't. Yeah, I'm gonna, of, I probably never. Probably kind of never. A pansy finger, huh? <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> it is hard to like like that one. Yeah. <laughs> it is tough. It, it doesn't hit as but hard as it. If you're just using the two fingers, though, mm-hmm. you're kind of muting with your first finger That's and then correct. using the middle two fingers. That's yeah. correct. That's cool. Yeah. Sometimes I hit them together at the same time if I want more punch. I yeah. feel like it gives me more punch. Depends on what I'm playing. Yeah. Like that. Depends on the whatever pattern, you know. Well, let's hear maybe if you could uh, treat us to uh, one of your arrangements. What would you um, like to hear? What are you in the mood I, to hear? I love them all, man. I heard <laughs> last, the last thing I heard was maybe you were doing "Give Me the Night" um, or "Get Lucky." I mean, there's so many different Get jams. Lucky. Get Lucky is actually um, 
I actually tuned that one down. Maybe that might be yeah. a good one to break down, actually. Yeah. You cool with that one? Yeah. Dude, as much as you're willing to play. <laughs> Gotta do a little surgery here. Oh, you're actually doing it in the original key. Just is it, the, is it be the original key? I don't I know think if it so. was or if I did that out of convenience. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you got the you're down to drop B. Mm-hmm. As in the basement. That's it. Way down there. That is the basement. Listen to that. So good. This one's necessary, I think. the right hand up there in the neck. shit yeah, just grooving just grooving around that's fun that's a fun little tune actually oh yeah, yeah. it's I, this it's even more fun the way you play it <laughs> i mean that's a great song i love that song that one's fun solo or with a drummer either way it's fun that song actually everyone knows that song is a yeah. kajillion selling mm-hmm. mega hit but it, i don't know if everybody realizes it has the funkiest breakdown in the middle of the song there is a lot of activity the vocoder breakdown like, yes we're up all night to get we're up all night to get we're up all night to get. We're up all night to get. Yeah. The other voice comes in. And there's like a third voice that comes in. Like. Yeah. Nice. We're up all night to get. 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 Nice again. Nice again. 
My first that, guy, actually. That's why in terms that monkeys, because Niles is one. Because, yeah, they're trying to emulate. Hey, Niles him. made Duran Duran funkies. Yeah. Got a big Duran Duran <laughs> fan in the room here, don't we? And uh, I just can't believe how many bonus points you would score with Erica if you did a nice Duran Duran yeah, I know. arrangement. You know I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. I think you are absolutely Although, do you ever get sick of them after you've heard? Like, how many times have you heard "Get Lucky"? <laughs> sure would you be sick of Duran Duran if, if you heard? <laughs> she probably would. Like, how much time? How many times do you think you've heard "Get Lucky"? I've heard "Get Lucky" many, many, many. Yeah, oh, I'm sure you have. Now, t- what? You've got this amazing video series, and I've always wanted to ask you about it. What's going on in each one of the videos? It looks like you're chilling in a lazy boy lounger, all That's the exactly. way reclined or something. I'm so. not all the way reclined, <laughs> but I am definitely in a, in a lazy boy. Yes, absolutely. What setting do you use, man? <laughs> <laughs> I use partial recline on that. How do I get that tone? <laughs> I'm usually like a you know I'm usually just out of bed and I'm trying to wake up and I'm just chilling in the recliner and I, I like a little. You know, hour to myself, hour, two hours to myself, right out of bed, and I'm just playing, you know. Yeah, just trying to get coherent for the day and accept what the day is going to bring me, you know, that kind of vibe, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Getting that mode. But yes, I'm definitely in a recliner, but I'm not is all it, the way back in it. It's that'd just be like weird. guitar and, and goatee. Pretty That's much, yeah. Say, yeah, really. I like that, actually. I like that because I don't want you to focus on what I'm playing. And you there's know? like a nice drawing of you or something there on is. the wall. It's a little weird, but it, I, mean, I kind of yeah, like it. Somebody it's made that for yeah. you? <laughs> <laughs> there's a friend of mine in Lexington that did a... Oh, sweet. Marjorie. Margie. Margie so, Miller. Yeah. You make it uh, all look so... Well, actually, it doesn't look easy, but it, it <laughs> sounds so delicious. <laughs> delicious. But um, the, I got the snare drum down. That's a start. You've got explained the snare. snare drum. Now, the most important thing is that you just have this fat groove. Where did you f- just first discover your love of groove? Well, well Man, let's get to that. What was your question. first, what pulled you into music when you were a tiny tot or whatever? Well, excuse me, my dad, uh, my dad's a big bluegrass fan. So the, uh, he had a bunch of instruments laying around the house always. So if you walk, you know, walk through the living room, you might trip over a banjo or a mandolin or a dulcimer or whatever the case may be. Rad. So tons of instruments, you know, and then I just thought they were fascinating to look at. And uh, I actually started off playing cello uh-huh. in uh, school in like fifth grade. And then I switched over to guitar shortly thereafter. So whatever age you would be, say was maybe there, in sixth grade, maybe. Was there some guitar music that pulled you into it or um, or you had your eye on well, Erica? Well, just hear my... Hear my <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, give uh, me 20 years, I'm going to win her. Trust me, I practiced really hard to get Erica. But... Uh, <laughs> But, um, you know, my dad, just hearing him play all the time was the first inspiration. And he would take my brother and I to uh, see local shows. We'd go see, like, Ricky Skaggs play in the park somewhere. And, you know, I just wow. thought, that has to be the coolest job in the world. I remember thinking that to myself, playing an instrument, that has to be the coolest thing ever. And, and it is. Right. And so that's how I generally got started. But I think probably when I heard Van Halen, 
that's when you know mine was completely blown off the charts you know what i mean my friend had yeah. uh, my best friend had women and children first i remember looking at the album going okay these guys look kind of cool i want to see what's up and i listened to it and my brain was just fried and fair warning yeah. came out i was like fair oh, warning my. oh man you can't touch it what's yeah. your favorite groove off fair warning my favorite groove god or, I mean, a, a, and that's the thing about, about van halen that people don't get they think of eddie and they think of you know just finger tapping or whatever there's so much more to it you know with the groove and the attitude they have but and the swing the way they swing I'd say center swing is one of my favorites. I, yeah. I love center swing. I mean, that album, there's not a dud on that album. Maybe. Except maybe Saturday. What is that? Sunday afternoon in the park. Maybe. Well, that's the only, that's <laughs> the that's only cool one that's not really a guitar song. Yeah, so. exactly. Exactly. But uh, just groove wise, I mean, God, I mean, who, who, how can you deny Unchained? I mean, I mean, that's just the greatest thing. Yeah, mean yeah. Streets. Well, I, 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 dirty I, movies. I appreciate you saying that because uh, I do think people, they forget how truly great. Like sometimes artists can be so great that yeah. the hype, oh, the wave yeah. of hype overtakes them and then popular culture loses track and they yes. think oh he just did eruption which was cool yeah which obviously it was yeah they absolutely they're missing the whole package they are and you're right and somehow they think because they can play it it must not be all that or something but it's not about that it's about did you come up with it you know i and, mean obviously there's yeah, guys yeah. probably finger tapping before eddie but and it's, it's all the little things he did it's not just i don't even think of him as finger tapping there's so much more what were some of your first groove influences where's it where's his pocket come from man? <laughs> that's a good question um you know, I was playing a lot of metal around that time in my teens and stuff. And I think it just came from, um, it was just, you know, I came to a point where I was like, all right, I can play fast. All right, what's next? You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I'm right. saying? It's like, where, where do I go from here? But also. What kind of metal were you playing? Uh, well, you know, I, I mean, obviously I was listening to Van Halen, but then I kind of got in this, I uh, got in a super heavy, you know, um, that glorious metal year of 1986 when Master of Puppets came out. Yeah, yeah. Rain and Blood, Among the Living, Peace Sells, But Who's Buying? I mean, I was heavy into that stuff, too. I just interviewed James Hetfield last Did night you at really? 2 in the morning. You're kidding me. That was a phone interview. They're in Asia, so people don't, don't get excited. We don't have a podcast with him. There's a cover story coming up. But, wow. But yeah. How so awesome yeah, is that? I was, just in, I was in 1986 land myself. Right. Because I went to year. Berkeley High School, and they would, there'd be like Metallica posters on the telephone poles <laughs> before I was old enough to go to the shows. Right. It's like Metallica and Exodus, the local club. You oh, know? yeah, yeah. It's crazy. And that stuff at that time was so heavy. I mean, 1986, yeah, yeah. you never heard stuff quite like that, you know. <laughs> That was the most groundbreaking year for metal, you know, basically. I mean, well, besides Black Sabbath when they came out, but yeah, absolutely. All right, so you, you, were you headbanging? Oh, yeah, totally, totally. Were you, were you helicoptering the hair? Lots of neck pain going on. Yeah, I had to stop that at some point. But yeah. at that point, you know, it was just like, uh, I think I was having a desire for more, first of all, for more harmony and things like that. So I just started listening. I started branching out what I was listening to started to change quite a bit. Uh, like in the early 90s, I got really big and still adore um, Aquarium Rescue and stuff like that. Like, yeah. you know, O'Teal Burbridge and Jimmy Herring, those are a couple of my favorite cats. Hell Jeff Sipe yeah. on drums, just ridiculous. Right. But then I got in this heavy, like, James Brown kind of thing. James Brown, Stevie Wonder, started listening to that kind of stuff. 
and and just trying to figure out what it is that I like most about it and what I figured out is just groove the groove is what moves me the most you know have you ever th- what's the first James Brown groove that pops oh, into your mind did I learn from James Brown or just anything that you when you think, think of a great it, James Brown groove that you'd like to play the second what what pops well, into your I fingers think with James Brown uh, the cool thing is uh, all of, I mean he can have like there's like six different things going on at one time which for an arranger or, or you know for playing multi-parts that's a that's perfect stuff for but the thing is the parts are they're simple but they're so creative and somehow you hear all these different things simultaneously but nothing steps on the other and it it somehow blends into this musical thing it's just awesome right so you know uh good on the get on the good foot might be a cool one like these bass lines are just beautiful they're just beautiful they're so simple but they're funky and effective and where's one one, two, That's it. three, four. four. One, two, three, four. And there's usually a couple guitar parts, and one guy's usually doing something like just some stabs, like simple. Like we'll call it guitar A. He might do this. Yeah, I think I remember that one. <laughs> I love that one. Yeah. And then that, and then that's guitar <laughs> B. So, man. Oh, dude. Just two of them. And then. That's when I discovered that I can stack these things up and play them at the same time. Yeah. So that's a very rewarding musical feeling to me for some reason. I don't know why. It just is. What was the first stack that you remember creating? Well, I think James Brown was. That that, was. That very song? James was. Yeah, that was an advanced one. Yes, it is. Advanced (laughs) one to start with. Sort of, yeah. Remember, I learned this from Charlie Hunter. Mm -hmm. I mean, he didn't show it to me, but I stole it from him in my Mm -hmm. own way. Stevie Wonder. Oh, nice. Oh, that's beautiful, yeah. G? Key of G, even though. G, yeah. yeah. Nice. I'm doing it a little too fast. You got, it's got to have that pocket, man. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So yes, I love Stevie, all that stuff. Stevie but. stuff, too. And that's where I was discovering, too, where I, I was getting real heavy into this, that figure. I use so, that a lot. So you, this is this is your kick drum. We talked about the snare. What's your kick going on there? That's your uh, kick well, and your hi hat right there. Typically, it's on the left hand, but in this case, this is all right hand. That's all right. I mean, I, I'm draping the strings to mute them, but this is kind of a la Victor Wooten type thing, where you're kind of doing the down up thumb thing, down up, and then follow index middle. So you get one two three four one two three four. One, oh, okay, two. so. So I you, use that. You're kind of landing your thumb on the fifth string, kind of. It could of. be, yeah. It could be, yeah. And then, yeah. And it's doing a downstroke, and then it's doing an immediate uh, upstroke. Uh, and the up is awkward. The up, if you're not used to that, the upstroke's a little awkward. But right. But that's an awesome thing to have because uh, to me, that's like my metronome. Well, show me the hi hat there. Sorry. Let's see. I'm tuned down. Hold on. I forgot I was in James Brown land. So if I'm going boom. Now I got this. So those are all hammer-ons, the notes. They are. Yeah, absolutely. So you need to work on your uh, 
little bit of strength in your left hand to match volume of your right hand, what it's doing. I am. Yep. Mm -hmm. Watching you do it though. So I gotta have that. I gotta have this timekeeper, otherwise it's good. To me, that sounds like the whole band unplugs all of a sudden if I don't have that drum thing, right? Yeah, it's amazing. I gotta keep that. I gotta keep that going because it's just me playing. So I have to, you know, suggest a rhythm section there. At least that's what I'm trying to do. That's you know what I mean? You're succeeding at that. <laughs> now, um, when you hit a bass note, that does your mm -hmm. are you ever hitting on one of these bass notes with your fretting hand that you're hammering and the kick drum at the same time with your? Absolutely. Yeah. So I, it's just, I just try to stay out of you each other's way. Yeah, right. you're right. simultaneously from so time your time. thumb is moving around to make sure it doesn't it land did, on the same is. string as one it of those left-hand fretted notes it's being considerate and trying to get out of the way of whatever's <laughs> going on. yeah exactly and then what is the little hi-hat part the last bit of the 16th notes you uh, got the on this just earlier yeah you're Down up well, no, the, that, I was actually talking about the, like it seems like you could analyze it as the, uh -huh. though your first hit, as you described, uh -huh. is the kick. Kick. And then the up of your thumb uh -huh. is the first hi-hat. Oh, I see where you're going. And then I'm calling it the hi-hat. Oh, so, so that would be the upstroke and then the index finger? And then the index, yeah. you got two more pulses. And then it ends on the middle, yeah. And those are just... Two so you're regular, thinking of those two yeah. middle hits as being the hi-hat? Is that what you're thinking of? The last three. <laughs> uh, the last three, yeah, you're right. Yeah. And so those last two is the index finger. And middle and finger, yeah. Just right, norm, normal pluck off the high yeah. string. I'm doing yeah. them on the high string, yeah. Right. It's you, a little harder to get in the inner strings and do it. The outer strings are the easiest. And then do you, I see you a lot of the time on your neck humbucker there. Mm. Is that your main? Yeah, oh, definitely, yeah. Because it has the fat, the fatness I'm looking for. But you don't use like both humbuckers much or? No, not much. I, I love the neck. Just the neck is killer. I like it for the percussion. <laughs> What's that little the little trill at the beginning? God, I mean, I have like a, so, yeah. I have a ton of those things. Uh, yeah. I guess it just came into a, an eight, a figure eight kind of thing. So I got my usual one, two, three, four with that usual technique, but then I have. Uh, 
I'm just speeding it up. Yeah, but I guess I'm going like this. <laughs> I actually I know what I'm doing there. I'm doing the usual one, two, three, four. But I get one more, and then a triple over here. So. Which also works as a beat and a groove as opposed to just a lick or a show-offy thing. Yeah. Can you, can you? Yeah. Can you slow that down? Like sure, absolutely. Just, uh, you got so we got the Victor thing going down, yeah. up, index, middle, and on this one, yeah. uh, I try to keep the pitches the same. So normally I might have my index middle down here. Right. But for this, I'm doing it more, I'm thinking of more just the deeper toms or kick, more of a thing. Let's see. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Right. So the six, seven, eight is the left hand. All left hand. And then. And that right. way, this is still on beat. You can still hear that. Yeah. See? Yeah. So that's partly yeah. by design. Now you have a course if people really want to go deep, they can buy a, like, is it True Fire? It is True Fire, yeah. Uh -huh. Great people over at True Fire. Absolutely, yeah. of course. Them for years. Brad and Allie and everybody, yeah. Uh, Two-hand groove guitar, they, they coined that, yeah. Yeah, that's, that is some serious groove there. So, um, yeah, because so not a lot of people focus in on that stuff, and I, I, that's what I wanted to do, you know, just do something a little different. Instead of licks, you know, all licks or whatever, just mm -hmm. a little more something you can do to make yourself maybe sound just a little more musical to yourself maybe, you know. And when did you discover the power of a bass amp instead of a guitar amp? <laughs> I, until this morning when you texted me, I, I hadn't even thought about plugging it into a bass amp. I mean, I, I know Charlie Hunter runs half his guitar into a bass amp, and people who do some of the, you yeah. know, amps. Well, you know, and even like, you know, we're getting ready to do the NAM thing, obviously. You know, sometimes, you know, I'll be playing there and, and playing through some guitar amps that sound good, don't get me wrong, but yeah. for what I need, they were just so thin, I, I couldn't quite. And then, you know, one day I just plugged up through a bass amp and said, I'll just run with this, and it it's just like, wow. Isn't it funny? Some of our <laughs> biggest discoveries are just random. And simplistic sometimes, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Love the bass amp thing. I'm, I'm addicted to it. Sure. Add to your... Uh, yeah. I like some water. Water's good for the... Dude, this is so cool you're having me on here. I really appreciate you having me on here, man. This is great. Yeah, I'm... I know I'm in some insane company. You've had some cats on here. It's crazy. Dude, you are one of said cats. <laughs> you are... <laughs> I still consider you to be under undiscovered. Now you got you got thousands of fans worldwide, mm -hmm. but you know it's <laughs> undiscovered. It's like people, anyone who's actually sat in a room uh -huh. with you or seen it or yeah. even just seen one of your videos. It's mm -hmm. you know what it is, man. Thank you. It, it feels good. The notes you play, like Dean mm -hmm. Brown, great guitar spin on here. Mm -hmm. He's like, man, I don't care what music you play. You could play a million notes. Yeah. You could play one note as long as it feels good. That is correct. And, and and we should listen to Dean because Dean is not only a fantastic musician, but an awesome human as well. I'm, I'm a big Dean fan. Love Dean. He always yeah. makes me laugh. We always cut up. And, and the dude's got chops for days, you know. He's probably one of the greatest living ambassadors to the guitar, Dean Dean Brown. Yeah. And he, yeah, he's a fantastic human being. Really generous teacher at Musicians Institute. And smoking, smoking player, man. Smoking player. He really is. He can man. hang with anybody. Yeah. Play, yeah, he's played all over the world. And I like giving props to, to the dudes I really adore. There's players and people on here, you know. And Dean's definitely, yeah, he's He's, he's funky, of, too, man. He plays he's, a lot of fun. Dean is way funky. <laughs> so where did you go from James Brown? James Brown into the, probably the Stevie thing. Stevie, this, yeah. Yeah, Stevie Wonder thing. Definitely was listening to a lot of that. God, I'm all over the place, man. Just 
But that was a little abrupt coming from P sales, but who's buying? You know, <laughs> but, yeah, you know what right. I mean. Which is great. You know, I know it's like a big changeover. Did you? Were your friends like, dude? What's up? Man? Yeah. What are you doing, man? Listening to what? Yeah. You know, as a musician, you want to grow, and and sometimes, you know, it's a simple. It's something as simple as listening to something you don't normally do can create a whole new spark. You know what I mean? Stuff. Yeah. And like, say the harmony was a little deeper too, though. Not only yeah. do we have more groove, we're a little more focusing in on the groove, you know, but we're also, the, the harmony is a little more deep, you know? Yeah. And you can hear you it more You gotta pick your clear. notes a little different, you know? And then, yeah, if you have, like, full saturation distortion, it's hard to project some of that harmony. It, is, so it really you, is, absolutely. And, and I have a bad <laughs> habit of when I'm on distortion, I'm just automatically in kind of shreddy mode, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? So sometimes it's good just to turn that dirt off and, and play on clean for a while just to do something different, you know? So after Stevie Wonder, did you branch out into any other sorts of... Um, God, what was I listening to after Stevie? I think probably just, uh, you know, listening to a lot more jazz stuff. And Wes. Wes it was uh, a big influence. You, you probably, you're not going to really hear that in my playing, per se. I haven't, you know, I'm not that good. <laughs> but, but it doesn't surprise me because he is super grooving. I mean... Wes is grooving. Yeah, he is. Absolutely. Grooving. Yeah. But he just, man, he's just such a... I don't even know how to describe it. He's just literally one of the coolest cats to ever put one on, strap one on him. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. And also, like I said, uh, you know, at that point, you know, I'm trying to, you know, kind of get into this thing where I'm kind of, you know, walking some simple bass lines and try to improvise some lines around that and stuff like that. Yeah. So, and Wes always, if I listen to him, that automatically gets me in that mode. Yeah, like cool. I might take a super simple. You know, something crazy simple, like, uh, and you can do this, if you want to do this with me, you'll do yeah, it sure. in your sleep, but yeah, uh, let's just take like a simple, you know what, I actually saw yeah. this, got this idea off of uh, Tuck Andrus on, Tuck, yeah. on his old school, uh, uh, that instructional thing he did back in the day. He was my teacher when I was like was he really? 18 and 17. Tuck is awesome, what a beast, he, and he's super unique, Yeah. you know, no one, I don't think anyone plays like Tuck, man. And yeah. just because you're doing multiple parts, they might say, well, that kind of sounds like Tuck, you know, but Tuck is very, very unique. He's a wild dude. But, you know, he would show stuff like this where he wants you to, you know, just do a simple walk. Put that little backbeat on there so you're swinging and give it a little bit of that swing feel. And now the challenge becomes to do either, you know, well, we could do it like a chord figure first, maybe. Maybe that. Any kind of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? That's what kills me when you throw in that stuff. So I'm just taking like a little G minor 13. Or, or, oh, yeah. or dominant. Yeah, he's just. I think Tug did the dominant thing. Whatever you want to do. But then it becomes like, well, what can I. So now you're branching into that little deal where you actually you can improvise it because you know when you're playing these multiple parts, you know there's a lot of arranging going on. But you know at some point when you're playing arrangement after arrangement, there's a thing inside you that says I want to make up something on the spot while I'm playing too. Yeah. But still sound like a band. You know what I mean? 
Do you ever just envy piano players? Well, and, and, <laughs> I do. Absolutely, hand. of course. There's so much mechanics going on. And in I that. think you hit the, the nail on the head here because that might be ultimately what, what I'm you know striving for, or all of us when we're doing multiple things, is to have that piano freedom on the guitar. Yeah, you know I mean, I mean, like a lot of cats have tapped into that, like Stanley Jordan, by doing the, the tappy way with the right hand. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But that's what I'm going for. Yeah, yeah. Because when you're, it's so weird. Because when you're you're doing arranging like that, you know, you're you're basically it's almost like you're stacking the house of cards. But if you start improvising, that might collapse on you. You know? <laughs> you yeah, know yeah exactly. So, so swing is like yeah. a great place to yeah, to yeah. do multiple parts and I actually still remember improvise. The shit Tuck showed me the first one. I'm gonna steal this one. Oh, you know this stuff. Yeah. Sure, of course. Joe Pass. You know, this great guitar player named Dave Creamer, he used to play with uh-huh. Miles Davis. He showed me a really nice one for blue, Blues I'm stealing for it. Do it. Blues for Alice. But yeah. I just love how you throw the snare drum in there. You, in the in the middle of that, you uh-huh. the pow. It's just on occasional. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I know what you're saying. That's that's next level. You know. <laughs> 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 oh yeah. That just feels good. you want to give it that band yeah. feel i want to you know i think that's what you know what i'm discovering is i actually i don't think i'm a guitar player i think i'm actually a, a bass player and a drummer together oh, yeah. is what i am and try to have some guitar stuff in there but i think that's what i'm discovering about myself yeah. oh yeah you are, you are a rhythm section yeah. absolutely because if you're playing solo you want to be you want to yeah. uh, imply that uh, you know bass and drums thing you know yeah i, I want to be a real a, drummer though there's like a lot of the word percussion is, is becoming a little bit novel to some degree, you know, but I think I want to be an actual drummer, you know what I mean, yeah. on a guitar. Yeah. That's I, what I well, want to do. That's yeah. the thing is I really do feel the weight, the junk in the trunk <laughs> right. of, of your drumming on the uh-huh. guitar, like that snare and drum. And the bass amp helps all this sound, by the way. That, that's definitely helped. Yeah. But, you know, it's, well, because if I'm swinging... drum break you know and the listener they're like oh, oh, yeah. where'd that come from that was an actual almost felt like a drum solo you know absolutely you know what I'm saying? elvin jones right there yeah just house. sneak it in there on him you know it's all musical but you want to sound as full as possible by yourself yeah. so that's what i'm trying to do yeah it's amazing and then people can see you in lexington all, mm-hmm. all the time they right can. you're always doing like where do you play a lot of uh, local clubs restaurants all kinds of stuff just anywhere you know whoever calls me i write it down and i show up and i come play i don't turn down too many of them you know? <laughs> yeah that's great where's where are some of your places that people might find you if they're in the Lexington area? In the area. local area? Um, well, it yeah. depends on if they want solo. See, I have a, uh, several different things I do. I play with a singer, who a fantastic singer, and uh, 
and then I play with a drummer some, and we do more. Like we might, I might turn on the dirt, and we might get in a little more Van Halen mode, you know. Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> but I also play with a bass player from time to time, and we do, uh, you know, some jazz stuff. But but mostly solo. I guess that's my kind of bread and butter, or whatever. And there's a lot of venues around yeah. town. Actually, we just yeah. did. Uh, I just did uh, a couple shows with Steve Vai. That was pretty. Yeah, how insanely was off the charts. So, where, where were the shows? In... They were both in Tennessee. They were, uh, I guess, what around the end of November? Was it like, I don't know, November 19th and 20th, somewhere right around there? Right before Thanksgiving, they were both in Tennessee. One was at, uh, in Nashville. At, probably a nice, nice size room, I would imagine. Pretty decent room, probably a thousand, I would yeah. guess. Uh, then we did one in Knoxville the following night at Bijou Theater in Knoxville. So they're just like, ladies and, and gentlemen, Ben Lacey, and you come out with <laughs> just a guitar and no, a actually, chair. Actually, I, I had a buddy right. of mine there with me uh, who's right. going to be here at NAMM. Uh, Jay Roberts, the son of the great yeah, Howard, Jay Roberts. great Howard Roberts, and Jay's a beast himself. He is a beast. That's when I first He's saw got you his guys. own thing going. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah. That first saw yeah. you, you were playing with Jay. So we both opened National, up. where maybe it was Austin. I forget where it was. We One of those little, NAM uh, shows. It's probably yeah. I, I remember talking yeah. to you in Austin. It was Austin because yeah. NAM moved uh, the summer. NAM moved to Austin briefly for a couple of years there, didn't right, it? Right. Well, like 06 maybe you were saying. Yeah. I mean, it sounds sounds about right. Yeah, 06, 05, and 06, or 06 and 07. I can't remember what it was. But yeah. I do remember us talking at that. But the Vi thing was fantastic. I know his uh, guitar tech, Thomas Nordeg, is a good friend of mine. And he digs what I do. And he's like, man, I know you live kind of close to here. Why don't you come, That's come out great. and play? And so we did a little 20-minute set before Vi. Vi was very cool, very gracious, super nice guy. Yeah. Played, his, played his behind off, and it, it was great. Yeah, he's also been on this show and super, no, there you have super great guy. He was just Absolutely. at the Musicians Institute yesterday mm-hmm. doing a big Q&A cool. session with the students. What so. a nice, the nice dude, man. Great player, nice yeah. dude. That's fun. That, that, was, uh, that was definitely fun. I, I was hoping his, uh, you know, his, his peeps that come to those shows would dig what we do, and they were very nice, very receptive to us and stuff, so it was cool. I know you've done clinics at Musicians Institute as well. We should have got you That's up there right. this week. But, you mm-hmm. know, Disneyland time. Did you guys have fun at Disneyland? That's more important. <laughs> That's much more important. <laughs> What was the best ride yesterday? <laughs> I like Star Tours, but that's just me. What was the other one we did? Pirates. Oh, yeah, Pirates of the Caribbean. That's, that's a classic. You can't go wrong with either yeah, of those. Yeah, that, that, that's a classic. That's, that one's like Zeppelin II. It just needs to be in your collection. Well, let me play something and have you play over me. Let's see. What, what, what should I throw at you? You want to groove together? You just want yeah. to funk together yeah, a little yeah. bit? Yeah. Should we do something pretty or something uh, funky? I like this groove stuff you do. Pixel out, no pixel out. Yeah, man. 
I just got to hear some more of your... Oh, here it is. There he goes. We're blowing up this bass amp. You sometimes, when you're slapping, you actually hit the string on the metal of the pickup, or I, you know, I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm doing that on purpose. You're talking, or maybe you're just talking about that. Is that, that what you're kind talking of about? Sound, yeah, like it's like I don't think I'm thinking about that. I think you know, I might be here. I just might be here. Yeah, it depends right. on what I'm not even thinking about. Right. Sounds great with the. But that's a, you know, if my, the the busier the left hand is, you know, the less I'm doing here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Or the busier this is, the less I'm doing on my left hand. So. Yeah, because if I'm if I'm hammering on those bass parts, I might not be in them. I might not be doing a bunch on my right hand, but you might hear that. Yeah, you might hear it slapping that pickup. Yeah. There's different tones. You know, it depends on where you're hitting. How about a little cashmere? Sure. What do you want to talk about cashmere? <laughs> want to hear how I just hear a little bit of it, I guess. <laughs> Everybody loves some cashmere. I don't know what it is. It's, well, you it's know, funny. Everyone knows it, and then to hear it played to hear it to hear all those parts on one fretboard Rig. It does. Agree. one of the first tunes I ever really kind of sat down and was messing with yeah that's so powerful it's become man. kind of a classic you know it's hard for me to escape a gig without being asked to play that one now yeah people post videos of you like playing at restaurants and stuff mm-hmm. are you ever just playing there and mm-hmm. some guy's like trying to eat dinner or some mm-hmm. woman who's a guitarist or a musician and they're just like what the actual <laughs> what's going on over there in the guitar in the corner <laughs> they come up to you with their mind like that blown. does happen from time to time yes it does <laughs> It's either that or they're just uh, enjoying a dinner and yapping and not really paying attention. It just depends on where I'm at and who's there, basically. But, yeah. There's no in between. <laughs> no, there's really isn't. Get, 
Yeah, but you know what? You'll find you know people that really dig music, and and I can tell the ones that play guitar because they're a little more animated about it. I mean, they love it. You know. What yeah. I mean? So. And, but, but sometimes, you know, I'm getting, you know, depending on what restaurant I'm at, you might get a little more of a, hey, man, could you turn that down? We're trying to talk, you know. <laughs> kind of vibe. Get that vibe. Uh, it's incredible that someone could walk in and stumble, <laughs> stumble on you. Depends you know. on where you're playing. I mean, if you're playing, you know, a music venue, that's different. Yeah. But if you're playing somewhere where the music's sort of secondary to what's going on, right. you, you might oh, have yeah. some weird stuff happen from time to time, you know. How about Rosanna? Rosanna. Ooh, it's been a minute. Let's see. I love all that. That's my jam. That's my jam. She's Duran Duran. I, I'm Toto. <laughs> I like Duran Duran too. But well, I know we both love love us some Steve Lukather. That's for yeah. sure. You gonna play it with me? I, I remember sitting down and learning that stuff at the end. Oh, that jam. That's so nasty. He's burning on that. But what is that? Well, like? this song. I pre- uh, love it. So this is great. <laughs> Nice. Something like that. It's the most tasty stuff. That's probably the best part of the tune. The end end of that. I like. Well, I just love the whole song. I mean, the whole song is incredible. It's so melodically catchy. It's It's a thing of beauty. And the vocal melodies are so great. And you never leave a vocal melody behind. Picaro was just crushing on that tune. You know what I mean? Just crushing on the drums on that. up a, a topic I love and that's that shuffle kind of groove that's awesome you totally got it he would be proud to see you do that man god bless him there's a great video of him demonstrating everything I've seen about it. that I've seen right? it and it's beautiful very inspiring like he's talking about how it's kind of like the uh, Bo Diddley thing it is go yeah, I got that going on the kick drum on that. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if I'm doing quite no, like no, that. No, no, you're doing. I'm not dude, doing as good as he, he It did. sounds dead on. Don't let me. <laughs> don't let me interrupt. But that could also go in another direction. I could also, I could also be. Uh... You go that way. Grooves ever too. Oh yeah, right there, man. I love that. And Rosanna, they're, they're yeah, equally do you do the, awesome. The double time part of that. <laughs> 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 What's that? C. Yeah, that's the C. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how I want to approach it. I'd probably do something like this. Try to get Rob's parts to be like maybe hammering them on or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
or something like that. Yeah, I love it. The question is, how do you get back home? You're like, This bass. I know. Every <laughs> once in a while, I, I don't know. Just, it's kind of scared me a little bit. It's got a weird little speaker <laughs> jumps out of the. But that's my jam too. I, I love that. That is too. your jam. Yeah, love, that's nasty. I love how you did the uh, great Bonham Timbali Timbali <laughs> fill. Sort you know, of. He ish. does a little placa to get to pluck. I tried. I tried to get that in. See, there. you didn't, you never leave out the hooks. That's what I love about you. Whether it's a rhythmic hook or a or the feel of the song or right. The, I do vocal. try to get a lot, of, a lot of the little things, yeah. and the little details and stuff in there. That that is one thing yeah. I try to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean the, the elements of the song. And, and since we promised Rosanna, I know <laughs> so there might oh, be man. some yeah. people that might be. God, I haven't played this one. I'm probably gonna butcher it. This is a taste. Of Hope it. Steve's not listening. Maybe you could double some of the melodies with me. Maybe. Oh yeah. yeah. See, what kind of tip are we going? Like. Can I coax you into a few more songs before yeah, we go? Do, brother. <laughs> as long as it's something I played recently, or I'll forget it. Yeah, you can show me anything. Anything? Re- anything I mean, you, you keep saying that, but you play each one of these tunes that even if you haven't played them in a while, it's just mind-bogglingly cool. It's hard for me to. Remember. Some of those tunes are hard for me to remember. If, if it's been a long time since I played them, it's hard for me to remember all the little things. Yeah, that I think. That's young Michael right there. There, baby, that's I love nasty. It. Yeah, I love that. That era, I think that's your era. You but I love that one you just played too. Yeah. 
game's a little weird. to life and uh, the Quincy Jones production I mean Michael Jackson I mean he's the man yes and, and the electricity that those he, two together is pretty uh, that's hard to sound, deny yeah yeah it really is real instruments and stuff real and it sounds so funky people actually singing yeah actually <laughs> banging on bottles that's and, old school man that's way back in the day I did hear that they created some drum loops actually out of tape though oh yes they did <laughs> like so I was wondering how does he like you know you listen to a song like working day and night how Ooh, does he play that drum beat yeah over and over yes, for that's five right. minutes mm-hmm. part of it might be a actually literal tape loop I'm not sure but. yes so uh, maybe a couple a, more jams whatever you want brother hey I think probably my oh, one of my probably one of my favorite latest groups well actually besides this has gotta be It's actually, it actually comes from a Michael McDonald tune called I Keep Forgetting. Aha. But there's Maybe the not. element of uh, 90s uh, hip-hop in it <laughs> uh-huh. with uh, Regulate, right? Warren G and Nate Dogg, Regulate, they, they you sampled that groove and put that melody. They put that little melody in there. Stuff. That's a, man, that's some serious fun groove stuff. 
Those are the, I, I had an old version of Fame, but this newer one I'm playing is a little more accurate, you know. I mean, I'm, I'm still kind of recovering from David no longer being with us, but, you know. Yeah, did you ever play Let's Dance? <laughs> Let's Dance? Ooh, I haven't yeah. played that in forever. Wow, it's been a minute. Hold on a second. Let me get those voices. Hold on a second. Well, that's, a, that's a pure uh, seventh chord there. Put it stacking it like that. <laughs> Stevie Ray on the axe. Yeah. Or speaking of Nile Rodgers, didn't he have something to do with that one too? Nile he Rodgers? produced that sucker. There you go. You know, there that, might, that might be him on the top part. I think you're right. I, I, I think you're right. There's a reason I'm drawn to that stuff, the stuff that he does, I think, because there's, yeah, there's just the underlying funk thing that's prevalent throughout everything. You know what I mean? Stevie does play a monster solo on that. that oh, he That did. tone Classic. comes through. Classic. Yeah. Well, I guess, I mean, technically, David got him discovered to, to some degree, oh, yeah. to some degree, right? I mean, and definitely. I mean, he, uh, I think he saw him performing at like a blues festival or something. He saw him at Montreux yeah. or something. And uh, he said, I got to have this guy on the record. And, and Niall in Guitar Player Magazine, which I always got to mention every podcast this year. Of it's course. like 50th anniversary, 50 years nice. this year, 2017, baby. Awesome. And one of those great issues I remember reading, yeah, back then, yeah. I mean, Niall saw Stevie Ray and. Or, I think at the time, that's Stevie was like, he was playing, um, he was doing these blues festivals, and the, and the blues purists weren't real thrilled with the way he was playing it at the yeah, time, and giving him a little grief over it too. And Dave was like, "Are y'all kidding me? This dude's awesome." Yeah, Dave's like, "I gotta <laughs> have him," and he, you know, he definitely had a couple of uh, like Albert King licks. Oh, for sure, absolutely. Or the other one, whatever. Do it together. Two, three, just whatever you want. Oh, but on, I don't know if he did it on that song. And there was a lot, it's funny because there's a lot of records that came out around that time where you could hear the guitarist trying yeah. to strive for that tone a little bit, you know, that came Oh, out. yeah, yeah. But yeah, so. <laughs> I remember hearing that on a Huey Lewis record, actually. Totally. <laughs> but I guess the story goes that Niall is like, you know, why don't we just get Albert King himself? Right. And David Bowie's like, no. Stevie. Gotta get, this gotta get Stevie. Texas. Gotta get Stevie. And that tone, the tone is so instantly identifiable, you know what I mean? Instantly. Which yeah. I guess that's what you strive for. I guess that's what we strive for. Sometimes we're not thinking about that as players, you know, is to be, oh, yeah. here's three seconds of something and go, I know who that is. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Whether well, that's your actual playing or your actual tone too, or whatever it is, you know. You know. Well, if their legend has it, and maybe you've heard this quote before mm -hmm. from Les Paul, mm -hmm. the late, great Les Paul said to some young hotshot guitar player, 
said, you're pretty amazing, kid, but can your mom tell it's you on the radio? Oh. In other words, can she tell someone who's not even a yeah. music nerd from right. three notes, uh, yeah. from two seconds, there that you go. it's her son or your yeah. friend or whoever? I definitely think you got that without a doubt, man. Oh, I don't you know. You have that I'm not fact. there yet. That's no, for, I'm not there yet. I'm, no, no, I no. The way you play. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. It's got maybe if it was thirty seconds, if you heard something, I do not, not three seconds. The way three seconds, all you get, and you know, that's about <laughs> and you knew that, that was me. Lacey. You knew that was me. That was Lacey. You knew that was me right there. That was a Lacey and Ren. No, <laughs> I absolutely. Dude, you, you can't hide that shit. Anyway, any, anything else that we need to plug or anything? Man, What's new? What's no, new? nothing really, except we're just going to have fun at NAM while we're here. I know that because it starts tomorrow, so it's going to be four days of mayhem, you know? All four right. days of ear punishment and torture. It'll be fun, though. It'll be great. Good torture. And the, you're representing Brian Moore? I'm going to be playing. Actually, Brian Moore's not going to be here this year, but um, I'm going to be hanging out, yeah. uh, playing a lot of solo, but I'm playing also with Jay Roberts as well, yeah. and we're going to be playing at uh, Quilter Amp- Amps booth and cool. uh, uh, Lizard Spit... Uh, Guitar Care Products will be it there as well, and then outside of those two, probably just wherever we, wherever I can find a good bass amp. There you go. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, you want to take it out on something real quick, or I don't. Whatever you want to do, brother. What are you all in the mood for? I, I mean, I'm not even. My mind is so scrambled right now. Let's take a request from Erica. What, what's one of your favorite Ben Lacey jams? Oh, jeez. I don't know if I'm ready for that. Yeah, give me about 20 minutes to warm my hands up for that one. Ha 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 She wants it. Thank you. so much for being on the show, brother. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you very much. Yeah, that one I actually can't talk and play at the same time. Most things I can talk, that one I don't know if I can talk and play at the same time. I have noticed, yeah, how, <laughs> how you are able to talk and yeah. even count it, so it's not easy to do. You know, I get that from like, a, like say if I'm playing like a, just playing a, a yeah. local gig or something, people like to come up and talk to you while you're playing, so you got to be prepared not to uh, drop the ball mm-hmm. and have the whole cra- <laughs> the groove crash on you, you know, so you got to be good at talking. You know me why That's awesome. Yeah. Killer. All right, take us out with one more lick. Just something. How about? Ooh. I might be able to talk and play this at the same time. A little Pete Townsend. How'd you know? The Who. second.
when I was 13. You're giving nice. me a flashback. Thank you so much, Ben. Nice. I think I blew up the bass there, but that's all right. Well, the tie is safe.